Good morning. It's Thursday, November 23rd, and this is Sentinel Today from the Daily Sentinel. Join us on weekdays for local news, events, history, and much more. This episode was brought to you in part by Bank of Utica, in a league all of their own. Today, we're diving into a heartwarming story of generosity and community spirit. First, here are a few other stories that you should know about. The Fort Stanwix parking garage in Rome is no more, and now it's up to bronze contracting of Remsen to clean up the debris. Rome residents along the city's Thursday curbside green waste collection route will see a delay in pickup today. The New York State Police, local sheriffs, and other area law enforcement agencies will be cracking down on drunk and distracted driving. For more on all of these stories, visit URSentinel.com. Before we begin, a quick message. Hi there, everybody. I'm Joe Kelly. I'm a columnist for the Daily Sentinel, and I'm from the United County History Center. Saturday Globe, National News and Color, is now on exhibit at United County History Center. Founded and published in Utica, the Saturday Globe is recognized as the first national newspaper to feature colored illustrations. Don't miss the chance to view this one-of-a-kind collection on display now through February 2024, only at the United County History Center, 1608 Genesee Street in Utica. Now our feature story. For the 10th consecutive year, a remarkable act of kindness has warmed the hearts of many in our community. The Rescue Mission of Utica and the Rome Rescue Mission have once again been the recipients of a generous donation of turkeys. And who's behind this incredible gesture? Coldwell Banker Faith Properties. Last Tuesday brought a unique sight at both rescue missions. A line of real estate agents and managers from Coldwell Banker formed an impressive human chain. They participated in what's affectionately known as the turkey toss, a tradition where frozen turkeys are passed hand-to-hand into the rescue missions. This isn't just any tradition. It's a symbol of unity and shared purpose. The man behind this decade-long tradition is John Brown, a broker and owner at Caldwell Banker Faith Properties. Brown's commitment to this cause is not just about giving back. It's a deep-seated belief in the power of community. He said, this is where we live, work, eat, raise our families and come from. This is our community, and it's crucial to take care of our own. Brown's poignant question, if we don't do it, who will, underscores the immense need within our community. Then on Monday, both the Rescue Mission of Utica and the Rome Rescue Mission distributed these turkeys to those in need. For those interested in contributing, visit uticamission.org for the Rescue Mission of Utica and romemission.org for the Rome Rescue Mission. Next, Dr. Michael Haydick, the Deputy Director of Information Directorate at the Air Force Research Laboratory in Rome, joins the team on another round. His mission is to lead the development and integration of Air Force warfighting information technologies for command, control, communications, computers, intelligence, and cyber. Here's a sneak peek of their conversation. 
Air Force Research Laboratory, large enterprise, part of the U.S. Air Force, the Department of the Air Force. So we're part of both the Air Force and the Space Force. So a little known fact there, the stand-up of the Space Force a few years ago. They you know, merged right in, and we, we support them within AFRL. But AFRL is a large organization actually spread out across the United States and internationally as well. So there's uh, multiple geographic locations, over 10 locations, headquartered Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Uh, five international locations as well. Uh, here in Rome, New York, Information Directorate. And if you go back from our history, we started out as Rome Air Development Center back 1950, then became Rome Laboratory 1991 to 1996. That name, as we know, kind of stuck. Everyone still knows us as Rome Lab. Yeah, awesome, yeah. Right? it's just a five-year, yeah, and then all of a sudden it's stuck. Yeah, six years, yeah. Yeah, so six years, 91 to 97, but it's stuck, and it's easy to remember. Um, but then at that point, we became kind of merged into the Air Force uh, Research Laboratory Enterprise and became the Information Directorate. So when we say Information Directorate, we're one of the nine or ten technology directorates that support Air Force Research Laboratory. In Rome, we just do information. Uh, so we're information technologies, all things information. And I know that sounds kind of kind of, kind of bland, but uh, we're not Best Buy, right? So we don't do help desk type of stuff. But sure. we do hardcore research and development and then, you know, a little bit of deployment and technologies, what we call C4I and cyber. So another acronym, you're going to love these acronyms. So <laughs> love a good acronym. Yeah, who doesn't love a good acronym? So C4I stands for command and control, communications, computing, intelligence, and then we add in cyber as part of that. For the real reason, Air Force terminology, there's no such thing as C5I. We tried that once, got called out on it, didn't go well. So we made too much retreat. Yeah, yeah. And also the thing with cyber is we, we actually pioneered, if you will, cyber here in Rome. We we started it over twenty years ago. Um, in terms of applications for the Air Force, the the leadership at the time had great vision on the importance of cyber technologies, what it could mean for the Air Force and really the nation as well. So call it out. Always good to kind of give it its own special feel there. Um, now, a little bit more about us. So we actually have 1,200 people on site here in Rome. Our main site is just down the road from here at uh, Griffiths Business and Technology Park. Um, 800 government personnel. 400 of those are scientists and engineers, so a good percentage of that. And then another 400 support staff. And a little story about the support staff. Back when the base went away in 1993 and the BRAC in 1995, um, we had to become standalone. So we were able to stay here. Good news there. Bad news is we needed to come up with all those basic core system. functions, yeah. right, that we didn't have. So mm -hmm. things like, you know, anything from snow plowing to police forces to, you know, the, the you know, other support services such as contracting, finance, legal services, all that had to be rolled up. So that's really where our other 400 functions in personnel come into play. And then uh, 400 on-site contractors that support us both technically as well as administratively. So add that all together, 1,200 people, pretty large yeah. employment base right here in Rome. And I think, you know, we were talking earlier, but I think a lot of folks don't really know a lot about us and what we do and even even our history. We're kind of that now behind the fence kind of place. But, you know, I think I've made it a priority in my five years as the deputy director, nearly five years, to kind of talk through more what we do, get us out in the community a little more facing and so folks know about it. Is, you know, not only the technology we do, but I think the opportunities for employment for our youth out there. To watch the full episode, click the link in our show notes.
Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And for more on all these stories, visit us at youarsentinel.com.